Hello and welcome to episode 21 of Cake Watch, the breakfast podcast about cakeism, the idea of having your cake and eating it. I'm Steve Bullock, an ex-negotiator for the UK in the EU, and I'm very happy that this episode of what I have to admit is potentially now... An occasional... An occasional rather than weekly podcast, at least for the summer. I'm very happy to say that this ep- for this episode, uh, we have... Uh, my co-host back in the saddle. Yeah, I slightly spoiled the surprise there, didn't I, by interrupting you? Finally, yeah, a bit, yeah. <laughs> I'm back. Uh, yeah, I, I may be incoherent and inarticulate, Steve, because um, I'm a new dad, and um, I every time I open my mouth to speak, I sniff nappy juice on my hands, and it's all just. <laughs> Yeah, but who are you? You haven't introduced yourself yet. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Chris Kendall. Uh, I am an EU official, uh, long-standing, long-serving EU official, also done a bit of Whitehall time, but I must stress I'm here in a strictly personal capacity. Very important to stress that in case Brexit Central are listening, isn't it? Yeah, um, Yeah. please please don't say their names. <laughs> And uh, we're very lucky that, uh, well, after um, the, the the roaring success of the last episode of Cake Watch, which Chris reliably informs me was our most listened to episode. Um, it's true. And to offset the disappointment of Chris being back, we've brought, <laughs> we've brought back for another go, uh, Steve Analyst. Hello. Uh, Twitter's most underrated, in my view, threader, not overrated. How are you doing, Steve? I'm all right, thanks. Uh, how are you? I'm great, good. And Steve's joining us from uh, the murky depths of Southampton, which I'm led to believe is somewhere south of Middlesbrough. Yeah, I don't know where. Yeah, yeah, definitely south of Middlesbrough. <laughs> so, what? So, you know, a how the hell are we going to manage this logistically with the three of us talking over each other? That's going to be fun. And secondly, what the hell am I going to call this episode? Because We've already had the one with Steve Analyst, so <laughs> there can, well, we're going to the two with Steve there Analyst. There can be or only one. <laughs> the three with Steve Analyst. I mean, I did. I did think when you when when I, I woke up and and I'd seen an, a question. Should, what what do we call this episode? And then before I'd even got a chance to reply, that it was up there with the one with Steve Analyst. And I thought Chris Chris is Chris is marking his territory now. He's going. That's it. There's going to be one with Steve Analyst, and that's the end of it. <laughs> We could we could call it the one with the co-host covered in baby poo. Yeah, <laughs> I have washed my hands Thank a lot, God. a lot, a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, you have to, don't you? Who knew? What did Macbeth say? What did Lady Macbeth say? Who knew that the little bugger could have so much poo in him? <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's brilliant, but he does poo a lot, boy. Yeah. Mm. I was wondering about the name as well. So he's called George, mm. um, which which at first I thought was quite a royalist sort of name no. coming from you it, it's a great it's a great european name that, that that exists in pretty much every european language and comes from the uh greek word for farmer and oh. my family are farmers 
and um, my are you the farmer? Well, I'm not, but my my, my <laughs> uncle is, and my my grandfather was, and, and lots of people going back. But my um. <laughs> My, Steve missed a bit about you inventing lights for tractors. As a did European. you? Well, he's missed a lot of the podcasts. We're going to come to that. We're going to come to yeah. that. Yeah, we're going to come to that, yeah. But, yeah. Um, no, I just want to say that one of my favourite poet poems... Um, this, this is... We, we do this. Uh, Steve A. We're going to... Steve A and Steve B. Steve A doesn't know that you you and I, Steve B, we, we do this, where I, I talk a lot about my amazing prowess in Latin poetry and stuff, and you look at me and wish I would just shut up. But yeah, there's a um, fantastic poem by um, by Virgil. Oh, brilliant! A poem, great. Moving on, the poet Virgil, called called the Georgics. Right. And you may you may remember that I mentioned it in our favourite things yeah, about Europe. I do remember them brutally. Well, thanks for that, Chris. That was, it's always nice to have a bit of culture on, 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 on the podcast. Thanks for that bit of poetry. Uh, now, did you have some follow-up from last week, Chris? Which is, how did you have follow-up? You weren't here. Do, do, do you know what? I did, I did listen to the podcast eventually, um, obviously over several, um, several days because it was bloody long. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not absolutely sure that I finished it, but... <laughs> Yeah, I did have some follow-up. Um, so this guy that you got on instead of me, <laughs> <laughs> he clearly hadn't listened to our previous podcasts, or at least not the Federalism special. No, I didn't see it, didn't listen to that one. No, it's quite right. Same in, in my covers band. I, don't, I, I often don't listen to the original of the song that we're playing as well. I, saw, I heard the it, so- just puts, it just puts you off. It's- I heard the soft power one, but not the federal, Federalism one. So, Steve A., you said something along the lines of, um, the Federalists won't like it, but... <laughs> well, listen. <laughs> yeah, look, look speaking as a, as a Federalist, um, I, th- I think... What, what's, that gi- what's that gift that people use, the, the meme, where it's, it's taken from um, The Princess Bride or one of those classic 80s films? Well, that word doesn't mean, mean what you think yeah. it means. <laughs> you well, keep it using depends, that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. It depends means. <laughs> what you mean because there's multiple... Federalism in Europe isn't the same as federalism in the US. It's not federalism, not the same as federalism between federation and confederation. It's all a big mess, Chris. That's, well, well, you would know well, that if you'd listened to the exactly. federalism special. If you'd listened to our federalism <laughs> special, you would know that. I'm not going to say well, any more I, about it. I will simply direct you and all our listeners to our Easter federalism special, the Easter F-word special, which was a great I podcast. Will, it was I, a great podcast. I promise it, I will yeah, listen to it. Yeah, Chris's favourite podcast. It's Chris's favourite podcast by anybody ever because yeah. it's him talking about federalism. It's me talking and Steve listening, and I've listened, I've yeah. re-listened to it loads of times. I play, I play it to my family in the car, and they will sleep. It's great. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Genuinely but do, it, and they do it's, sleep. It's, it's. I when I talked about federalism, I was talking about it in a certain way, and I know that there's other ways of doing it, and I know people get confused about it. I know this. In in Steve's defence, he did predict rather accurately that most of the federalists in Europe actually work for the EU institutions, which you are a living embodiment that, that, that of. That was one of the so. issues that I had with it, actually. Really? Because believe me, <laughs> my colleagues would take great, great uh, issue with that. 
Um, I can think of several who <laughs> would be, they would take serious umbrage at the idea that they are federalists because they work for the EU institutions. Well, no, I, because, I wasn't saying the people in the EU no, no, are but federalists. Even, even the Venn diagram they're naturally of, drawn to it. I, was I, just I, I that, don't know of many other, I mean, most of the federalists that I know, the EU federalists that I know work in think tanks and lobby organisations or their MEPs. Yeah, uh, but the hard, but I, was I saying, really wish you'd working, fed the parliament there. Working in the commission, actually, um, there aren't that many of us. Well, we, we, we tend to be slightly fringe. I didn't say commission either. I said that the federalists tend to gravitate towards the one area of power where they can't change anything, which is the MEPs. It's the lobbyists in the EU. It's, it's the people in the EU. They're not the ones that will be giving away the sovereignty. It's the people that have got national power that will be give, having to give away national sovereignty. Oh, this God. Is brilliant. A fight for <laughs> This is true. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, listen, I, you know, um, Guy Verhofstadt and Danny Cumbandit would probably want to take issue with that as well. I mean, you know. oh, well, on the basis that they started in national politics, but where are they now? Chris has gone bright red. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. Um, the Parliament has made, um, I would say, a very useful contribution to IGCs, and we are we are where we are in terms of European democracy because the Parliament would not give up and yes, insisted uh, at each IGC on its input, and its input was then taken on board and treated seriously. And I think that we are now we're not a federal Europe, and we're not very likely to be a federal Europe anytime soon. But we are a democratic Europe, and that's largely because federalist politicians in the European Parliament pushed the envelope and pushed the envelope. And pushed yeah, the yeah, envelope. I agree. I agree. And I totally by federalist, agree. I mean, I'm, by federalist, I mean the federalist. I, I'm using the F word in the sense that I mean it, which is, of course, proper federalism, not this bogeyman that tends to be the way in which the British yeah, yeah, conversation yeah, 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 yeah. uses it. Yeah, well, I, when I all, when I agree. use when I use it, I'm using more in terms of the British bogeyman uses it. But you know, there's yeah, these, yeah, well, which you shouldn't. Yeah, I know, I, sh- I know, I know, I know, I know. Good, right? Let's move on. <laughs> right, we've got that thought out. <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing we're going to the first thing we're going to talk about is uh, <laughs> is how we're feeling. Now we don't we don't do we don't do feelings a lot on I Take do. Watch. We try to do, we try to <laughs> we try to do facts. Um, rather than senses of things and uh, specious hippie nonsense like that, but um, we thought we talk. Yeah, we thought we talk about. We thought we'd start off by talking about what we think the prospects are uh, for us as uh, for the for the for the Remain movement for for the anti Brexit movement. Sorry, sorry, so let me stop you there. Have you listened to the podcast? <laughs> no, I don't listen to my, I don't listen to my own work. I don't listen to my own guitar solos. Going fucking hell, that was great. Ah, oh, that bend. Ah, oh, I love it when I do that. Is it just I me that know, does I don't, that? No, it's just you that does Jeez, that. Nobody else in the world. That's terrible. Does that. Wow. Yeah, I, I read. I, I read listen, my own tweets I, as I well. To, I think what oh, such a great tweet. I do with my tweets actually, but no, I listen to I listen to Romaniacs <laughs> and the Infinite Monkey Cage and music and stuff instead. So. I haven't got time. I'm too busy listening to my own podcasts. It's bad enough having to listen to myself talk <laughs> on about Brexit in my head all the time without then having it on recorded <laughs> media. You know, uh. how do we, how, Well, I'll, I'll kick off with that. Um, I'm I'm very mixed at the moment because on the one hand, um, it's a total. The whole thing's a total fucking catastrophe. 
Um, <laughs> and um, I think we could uh, we could end up heading towards a no deal simply by a process of fucking rank incompetence. On the other hand, um, and I don't think I'm, I don't think the two are necessarily connected. On the other hand, I think we are maybe, maybe, maybe just beginning to see the the uh, the tide of opinion change, changing about this about Brexit. Um, so I'm pretty I'm actually pretty optimistic about that. I'm pretty optimistic the Remain is getting itself organised um, pretty well, I think as well. Um, and I mean, if you think about what a year ago, people who thought the Brexit could be stopped and thought that there could be a referendum on the deal were basically cranks way out. I mean, people like me <laughs> were basically careful. careful. Were basically cranks way out of the way out of mainstream mainstream opinion. We've now got the Economist in favour of having a. a in favour of having a vote on the deal. Mm. We've got the independent in favour of it. Well, uh, more importantly, you've got, got a lot of... pretty mainstream figures. Yeah, exactly. You've got a lot of, um, I would sort of, I would call them celebrities, um, who were the kind of people who after the... They, they may have been pro-Remain during the referendum campaign, but afterwards they were like, you know, OK, we, 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 we threw the dice, we lost, you know, we need to move on, we need to come together, we need to move on. And these are the people who are now coming and saying, do you know what? That's what I said then, but now things are different, and now we yeah. can't move on, yeah. um, and we have to come back and we have to revisit this. And that's what that's what feels significant for me. That's what seems to have changed over the last sort of yeah. few weeks uh, in quite a significant way. Is that you 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 are beginning to see this groundswell, this this, this um, bandwagon. Uh, beginning to roll, which is the kind of thing that we were predicting would happen eventually as we move towards the, uh, you know, the, the, the explosion at the end of the <laughs> at the end of the line. If I'm we're never in- sure, we're never sure it, we were never sure it would though. And I mean, if you think about it in spring, with public opinion still not still not turning, mm. it was easy to get pretty pretty down about stuff, and especially with uh, I mean, I, I've been down about I've been very down about prospect since the meaningful mm. vote stuff. Yes, because this yeah. felt to me, this felt to me like the mm. like the 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 route out of this. Mm. Um, but I think what we're seeing now is maybe maybe the maybe route. the mm. maybe dif- yeah maybe having a single route defined is not is not actually the most important mm. thing here. Maybe maybe people shouldn't think like administrators like I do. Well, we still need um, to find a legal, uh, a, a, a logistical way out. Because you know you can have all the celebrities you like saying, "Well, we, we want a people's vote," but unless somebody in a position yeah. to actually influence these things comes and says, "Right, okay, we're going to have a people's vote," or "I, I, why don't we have a people's vote?" I mean, it's not going to happen. However, that well, also begins to look a little bit more likely as they you, yeah. you can see them scrabbling for what the hell do we do? How do we get out of this? Yeah. Well, also, I think what you say, I think the the important thing with the celebrities is who they are as well. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got Deborah Mean. Yeah. You know, Deborah Mean's been fated. By, by, polit- by politicians mm. in the media mm. as uh, uh, a great businesswoman. Mm. Um, they can't then say, no, she's talking bollocks. Mm. No, she's yeah, talking can, She's talking complete bollocks. And they can, but it, it, it totally lacks credibility, mm. you know? She was invited yesterday to, to a roundtable of businessmen to try and help stop mm. Brexit as well. So you're, talking about, you're now talking to see not just celebrities, but businesses getting together and saying, mm. what can we do? Like two years ago, late, guys, thanks very much. But mm. uh, yeah, we've actually... Mm. But, uh, but I think we're now in a danger because we're starting to... 
saw someone saying, oh, the, the political establishment and the economic establishment. It's like, <laughs> oh, we're just going to put the word establishment and after everything. Mm. When our FDI yeah. goes down, it's going to be the FDI es- establishment and the unemployment mm. establishment <laughs> and, and everything else that goes wrong with Brexit will be that, that thing Add the word establishment, and that's the reason it's all going wrong. It's not. It's the, not the actually Brexit. It, it, it's the establishment. It's it's the education establishment, the NHS establishment. All everything mm-hmm. that's going wrong will be the establishment now it's from now on. That's, but, but that's it, just a desperate clutching at straws. But, by but the, the celebrity thing doesn't help. But it does the help. Brexit it's nice to see. Yeah. Um, but it's also it also sort of uh, winds into their narrative of, of, of establishment, which is absolute nonsense. But it helps no, put think, the division I mean, in, doesn't it? But I think that's breaking down. I mean, I, I just don't believe, I don't believe people in South Shields uh, think that the, uh, Andrea Digby, Jenkins, Lord, Lord Digby Jones, Lord Digby Jones, and all these on on, <laughs> on an establishment. I think they did that. You know, lots of people did and have said that they, you know, they voted to give the establishment a kicking. But I mean, it's it's so it's so abundantly clear that the only people who are still actively speaking in favour of leave uh, are. Uh, people in extremely privileged elite mm. positions, you know. Um, so, yeah. so I think that I think that's dying off. And I, and and, actually, and even they are talking about the the cost. Even they are acknowledging. Oh that yeah, this is I mean, they've given up hurt. saying there's no. Yeah, they've given up saying there's 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 no cost. I think there's only really Reef Mog and Redwood who are still prancing well, about. They, with yeah, they for, just released another they? one, didn't they? Today, or they were releasing one of the, the Conservative No Deal plan or whatever it was. Just. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, the, the No Deal plan. This is great. Yeah, the plan, the plan for No Plan, the Excellent. No Deal deal. Yeah, the No Deal deal, the No Deal plan deal. No, no plan, No Deal, No Deal. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Um, so, so yeah, so I, I've kind of, I have kind of, uh, I've kind of mixed feelings about it. But the, the, there's been some very good, interesting polling. I mean, mm-hmm. I think Best of Britain's polling. Showing that the showing that there's mm. now a majority of con- constituencies, and I know lots of people sort of shouted, saying, "What difference does that make?" Well, it does make a difference because mm. one of the one of one of the reasons that uh, the Labour Party is uh, still uh, their official policy is still Brexit and not a particularly soft one mm. of that is that uh, lots and lots of their MPs fear fear for their seats. If they seem to go against the will of the people, well, the will. So showing that, the, and and basically what Labour MPs say is, um, yeah, but it's not. Yeah, but it hasn't changed my seat. Mm. Um, because what happens? You know, they go out and talk to talk to people on doorsteps, and nobody. You know, the the only people that they hear talking about Brexit are people who open the door and aggressively shout at them. If you you know if yeah. you betray us on Brexit, that's it. I'm voting UKIP, mm. and those are the ones that those are the ones that they remember. You know. Oh yeah, that's. The- I think having. I think having having data on individual constituencies like this showing that it's changing, not not just that more people give a shit in North London, you know, but that actually people in you know, uh, Blythe, yeah, mm. I mean, but you know, and places like that are massively changed. I mean, the, even the ones that haven't gone more than fifty percent remain have had massive shifts. I mean, Blythe, for example, where my mum lives, um, is extremely Brexity with a pro-Brexit. With a with a, uh, a a proper Eurosceptic mm. MP historically, Labour MP, and I think the the shift was like nine or ten percent mm. implies. Mm. You know, I mean that's absolutely so. It's still sixty percent, yeah. or you know fifty eight fifty eight percent, but the shift is absolutely gigantic. And you would expect it. You would expect this to accelerate rather than slow down. To be honest, yeah. because it's not getting any better. So, so so Steve, you're feeling 
You're feeling a little bit more positive. I take it. I am. I am actually feeling a a, a little bit a little bit more positive. Yeah. What I about am, you, yeah. Steve? A. Uh, <laughs> so I'm um, I'm looking at it now in terms of the fact that we've got seven months, and mm. something has to happen. And I feel I feel confident in the fact that um, things are moving in terms of thought. I feel confident in the fact that there's, there's people coming around. There's people entering the conversation that hadn't done before. Um, but I feel like we really have very little time um, and yeah. it's really a question of logistics. Um, and I think at some point in the next couple of months, we lose touch, we lose control altogether. Um, and I'm worried that when we get to the point where we, well, it, 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 two things can happen. Either we, we get to a point where people get louder or we get to a point where people realize that we can't, legislate for a referendum we cut you know this is going to happen and people start losing faith and start feeling despondent and feeling like they can't do anything um and that i think is a problem um and i'm i'm at the point where i i can see this i can see this this line and it's literally a couple of months so it's like you know yeah. september october yeah. and 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 what, what happens there september, september and october and suddenly we, we've, we're effectively running out of time, like properly running out of time. Like there's there's yeah. nothing we can do as as people. There's nothing we can do, and so um, and I, I, I feel quite. I think there's yeah. Go on. Just on that on the timing. I mean, I think there's been there's been a couple of unhelpful things on this recently, and there's Vince Cable saying that it's only uh, it's only hard hard Brexiters who are saying that there's no there's no time. Um, and that we, we, you know, that we won't need an extension. There'll be no need for an extension, and so on. And this really, this, this really worries me. Firstly, because I, I, I mean, I don't think it's true. Okay, maybe you could get it through some some of the legislative processes in a few days. Of course, that's how legislative processes work. But there's, you know, there's fixed timings in this. You know, you need to consult the uh, electoral commission. You need to have a campaign period. Mm. You need to have a period of purdy. You need, I mean, and the constitution unit did a really good report. Uh, Kings did a really good report on this. Um, basically saying that, you know, it can be done, but they would almost certainly need to be an extension to yeah, that's- 50 and that the EU would probably be, and that the EU would probably be open to that. But we shouldn't be denying that. Actually, we should be putting in the groundwork and, uh, the groundwork to normalize the idea that this, that this might happen and that we're going to need an, ex- and that we're going to need an extension if it does, rather than, you know, pretending that it's fine. And the, the second thing that worries me about this is that as time goes on, It'll become much easier, and public opinion shifts. It'll become much easier for MPs to shift and yes. make statements about about this, knowing knowing that there's no fucking time to do yeah, it. Exactly. So I mean, um, yeah. So I mean, it, 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 to make a futile gesture so that later they can say, "Look, we tried to stop it, but there was nothing yeah, we could do." Exactly. No, I mean, you, you're, you, that's exactly it. So I mean, I, I I'm slight, I think I'm still feeling pretty down about the whole thing, frankly. And 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 I, there are two things. Um. That worry me. I mean, what one is that I sense that um, a lot of people out there still haven't understood that March the twenty ninth is it, and that a transition period a isn't going to happen without a withdrawal agreement, and b if it does happen, it means we've left and we move yes. from Article fifty yeah, yeah, to yeah. Article forty nine, which yeah, changes completely. everything. And st- I think people still haven't fully grasped that. I don't. Well, I, th- I, don't. I think that people just don't understand that we are leaving, and once we've left, we've left. But yeah, I, I they really think that it's a halfway house, and it, 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 it is a halfway house. It's in, the op- position. it's in the op- no, it's in the opposite direction. You know, I, I don't think Article Forty Nine should be as we should be as scared of Article Forty Nine as as people think we are, because 
many people say, oh, well, that means we have to join the euro, we have to join Schengen. Actually, we don't. <laughs> we probably will. But actually, if you look at Article 49, it doesn't say that. It just means that we probably will. <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah. hang on, hang on, Steve. I mean, that, that's the least. I mean, I, would, I think that's that's a bonus. That's a positive. Uh, well, about Article you, 49. you may well no, do. No, the problem with Article Idly 49. Will be in Schengen. That'll be brilliant. The problem with Article 49 <laughs> is that it requires unanimity from the other yeah. 27. Yes, politically, yeah, yeah, yeah. it changes everything. Politically, yeah, yeah. And that, that, that's the other thing. Like one of the things that you just said, Steve. I think the other, the other. Th- so there are two things that bother me. One is the fact that people don't understand that out means out, and next and out is coming down the tracks at a sort of incredible speed. But the other thing that people don't seem to understand is that. This isn't about the UK. This is about what the other 27 thinks. Yeah. So, you know, there's just this assumption that, well, all we have to do is ask for it and we'll get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Obviously, yeah. if we want to have an extension, we'll get it. Or I think it, do not take that for granted. No, no. I mean, the, the, there was a, a, an EU official, an unattributed uh, EU official said that um, the, the EU had already spent the GDP of Greece on Brexit. Yeah. In, pre- in preparations. So having spent the GDP of one of its member states mm-hmm. on something that someone else decided was going to happen. Yeah. I mean, imagine a French president going back to Paris after a mm. European Council, doing his press conference at the Elysee, and saying, yes, yeah, they have cost us an absolute fortune. Yes, they did massively destabilise the Union. Yes, we've had unpredictability for, 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 for years as a, as a result of this. Yes, it has destabilized uh, the security uh, alliance. Um, but we're going to have them back. <laughs> what could go wrong? It's just absolutely this unthinkable. Is, this is the failing on both leave and remain. Both leave and remain. Both sides, um, the, the vast majority of people in, in, in British political society forget that the other EU27 have politics too. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I never yeah. thought. Yeah, I mean, that's been all the way, all the way through the process. There's been, there's been that, you know, absolutely all the way through the process. When people said, "Well, I'm sure that other member states won't give a shit about Ireland; they'll throw them under the bus," and you're going, "Really? Which ones? Estonia? Estonia? Yeah, Estonia maybe doesn't care particularly well, about Estonia the, about has the quite, border a, quite issue. an issue with small member states. And uh, exactly, <laughs> yeah, ex- precisely. So, yeah, I mean, the, the, there's just this complete lack of, under, lack of understanding that other countries have politics. Other p- countries have media and other countries have all of the same yeah, yeah, yeah. or similar currents mm. of politics and concerns of politics that, 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 that we have. <laughs> there is total not exceptionalism this, is, this. this is why, why we were talking. I mean, as Steve, um, Steve B, <laughs> you and I, um, mm-hmm. right through this process, and I think you've been saying it as well, Steve A, I mean, we've been talking all along about the importance of goodwill as an asset in negotiations, as capital in negotiations, and why... You need to preserve it, regardless of how strong or weak you think your position is. Goodwill is so essential because you never know when you're going to need it. And right now, yeah, oh, my exactly. God, you know, if, if, if only we had been doing a little bit, a slightly better job of keeping some of that reservoir of goodwill in place because, Jesus Christ, we're going to need it. And you know, right now, there's not very much of it. And actually, the, the, feel, the feeling has been remo- – the feeling that it's a shame – and that it can be reversed has been remarkably resilient, mm. I think, at least at least among members, you know, people mm. I talk to in Brussels. But I'm definitely seeing signs of that going yeah. Yeah. as well. And also, it's all about Article 50. I mean, you know, if once we move to Article 49, just, you know, forget it. Really, seriously, forget it. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah seriously, who the hell is going to look uh, even twice at an application from the UK within five years of Brexit? 
Oh, well, well, well yeah, I'm thinking more in terms of if we were still in the transition form. Um, if we actually get out, if we're, in, if we're still in the transition, then there's there's pain to come. Um, if we're not in the transition, um, then it's out. And then, yeah, actually, Article 49 becomes a bigger thing because now it's a case of asking to come back in after but going through all that. transition is still out. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, 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 but yeah, as in... We still have to under Article 49. But, but, you're, but the, the processes that you're involved in, the process, the things that we're doing, are all still pretty much aligned. Technical, but not political. Oh, yeah, yeah, Clover, in, t- in, terms, in terms of technically closing chapters, you're, you're, you're dead right, because there'd be no divergence. But that's not the issue. But, the, but, that's the, but yeah, but the, no, issue, the, the issue... The, the issue... No, 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 you, you're talking about the issue of, of, of politics. I'm saying that there's, there's pain to come. If, at the end of the transition period, because that transition period is moving to a point where there's pain for both sides. There is, there's still a, there's still, there's still a good reason to say, okay, we'll let them back in. But there's also lots of reasons why they might say no. no actually. Yeah, that is true. Yes, that is a good point. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do we do? How, what, 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 hap- what has to happen in the next seven months then? Well, I, I personally think that we need to stop, stop stopping brexit and start worrying about getting public opinion and, and putting that first and avoiding and ending the age of agitation we need to stop sort of trying to engage with brexiteers and start engaging with the public at large um, i think we need to stop trying to fight the fires that they're setting um, and and instead sort of start um trampolining off their off their arguments so that if we, if we are going to stop it then we should be um taking taking their argument and when we dismiss it dismiss it and push out our message on top because um, yeah. I don't think we're doing that right now. And I think mm. we, you know, if someone says to you, "Oh, um, you're a Ramona," you say, "Well, if, if by Ramona you mean someone who cares about people's welfare and their health and their education and their jobs and their human rights, then yeah, I am. I am a Ramona. Yeah, um, and that's what we should be doing. We should take their <laughs> argument and push our argument straight back at them. Mm. Um, yeah. And we need to find leadership because we don't have that. We have politicians now that remain politicians talking about the break. Well, no, let's not talk about the break. Let's talk about politicians that actually care about this and actually want to be in the EU and aren't sat there trying to negotiate stupid break systems, you know. Um, and I think we're, we need people who are passionate, people who know what they're talking about, and people that can literally take their argument and push a proper positive message out um, when, we, when we dismiss them. Because right now they're setting the narrative and we need to, at least if, we're going, if, they're, if they're going to set the narrative, we should be taking that narrative and twisting that narrative and bringing that back out around for us. Well, I think we are. I think we are getting better at taking the territory and setting setting the narrative. I think there has been an there has been an improvement, yeah. but I I think it does need to go further. But I think this is where the public figures, celebrities, really cut. This is where they come in. Mm. They, they they're not talking to uh, they're not talking to uh, Brexiters. They're talking to the they're talking to the yes. public. You yeah, know? Yeah. I think that I think that's where, I think that's where actually they they really uh, they really really useful. It's not just getting their name and face on a meme. Um, it's the ones who are really, and some are, some really are now, who are really who are really engaging engaging publicly. Because I think that's um, the most, and important also some thing. high profile some high profile switches as well. Um, mm. I mean, what's called uh, Duncan uh, the other dragon, Duncan Ballantyne. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, with a with a lever, and he said, "Yeah, no, we have to have a we have to have a vote because it was because this isn't how it was meant to be," you know. And I think that re- I think that message that message really. Uh, really really helps you know well i think that's the um, that's the most important thing we need to be doing is so there, there are people that will never change their mind there are people yeah. that are absolutely stuck and then there are also people that care about their kids and they care about their future and they care about their jobs and those are the people that, that we should care about not the people that think that the, our ability yeah. to set yeah. our baked bean tin labeling is more important 
than than people's ability to, to earn money. That um, that's that's the people that we should be saying. Do you know what? Let's not let's not discuss this with you because I, I, this whole principle is now just silly. Just taking control back over such petty things on principle of what makes a proper country. I'm sorry, but I, I actually can't be bothered to be having this argument with you right now. I'd much yeah, prefer yeah, to be yeah, having yeah, an well, argument well. with someone who actually who is at least rational enough to appreciate that. They, they have lo- most of the stuff that they want, they vote for anyway, and the stuff that they, they don't want is usually done by talking to businesses, and that's usually the stuff that the EU does. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody, 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 was, uh, somebody was saying who's not, um, I can't remember exactly who it was, but it was, it was somebody who's, who, who, is, uh, who is anti-Brexit, but was complaining that there's no, there's no vision for the UK and the EU if we, if we, if we stop it. But I thought this was a bit of a I thought this was a bit, yes. bit of a red herring. I, I, I mean I, I, don't, I tackled that one, yeah. I think that I think the, the the vision is what the the vision is actually about the is about the UK because the reality is that we'll we'll go you know, if we cancelled Article fifty, the likelihood is and, and it was politically agreed, we'll forget about unilateral, mm. that's a different thing. Um, but and it was politically agreed. The 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 reality is that we would go back in on a cent, you know essentially the same terms, with the same sort of pressure on pressure on a, uh, getting ri- on uh, phasing out the the uh, the rebate. Yeah. But I think you know JHA opt outs and stuff like this would be. I mean, uh, they they no cost things anyway. I don't think, and other member states have their own, so I don't think any of these would be a problem. But I think that you know the reality is that we probably wouldn't be leading leading Europe. For, for for a few years after it, while we reestablish the, the 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 trust and so on, um, that we've lost through the trust and goodwill that we've we've lost through this through this process. So I, I don't think really I don't think really focusing on focusing on that is the uh, is the positive way. I think what we've got to focus on is what we can do to Britain the Brexit that we can't do if uh, if if uh, if Brexit goes ahead. You know. But let me let me come back to what. To what Steve was saying about um, moving away from engaging Brexiteers and tackling them on their positions, because I mean, I think I, I agree very much. Actually, I think I think you're absolutely right, and um, I think you know we're all now so polarised that the people who are speaking to each other on platforms like Twitter, I mean, there's no there's no mileage to be made there yeah. there's only stress and, and, and antagonism and pain and i mean to me what you're saying is is really an argument for you know, twitter has its use in terms of organizing and building you know building up our own morale and and and, and creating networks but as a platform for influencing and changing minds, I mean, it seems to me that it's actually there's very little there's very little mileage left in it, and we need I, to be thinking. Well, about I don't think I'm not sure. I think I, I, it depends who you're influencing. I think this is what's really important about it. I think you're right that among the among the Remain community, it's uh, it's information dissemination and morale building and keeping everybody keeping everybody going. But I think there is influence um, on. Uh, decision makers and mm. on uh, on uh, uh, opinion makers as well. I mean, I think you, you can't underestimate how much the media uses Twitter, yeah, um, and uses yeah. Twitter reactions. You know, so I think that I think, but I think, and that's fine, and that should continue, but it has to move into the general yeah, public. I, but I think one one of the way one of the ways of doing that is getting access to the media, which I think Twitter's a big yeah. helpful. As seeing like with uh, Jason. Um, 
Oh yes. God, I've forgotten his name. Yes, the, yeah, um, the, Hong, the, the Hong Kong guy who's, who's sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, sorry, James, I've forgotten your last name yeah. temporarily. Um, and J- Hunter, Jason Hunter, yes, I think so. um, and uh, uh, Dimitri, the XWTO mm. guy, is, you know, um, is now getting on the radio and, mm. and 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 so on. So I think it really helps. It really helps for that. And then the attention has to turn to to the to the mainstream mainstream media. No, I, yeah, and uh, okay, very fair point, and and. Twitter does have certainly has had uh, a very important role in giving people a platform. You two guys, for example, yeah, um, you two have completely um, come from Twitter and 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 moved into a, a more public sphere. So that I mean, there's that. I suppose that's not quite the same thing as using Twitter uh, as as a platform for engaging exactly. with Brexiteers exactly. and, yeah. and actually making headway because that's just not happening. Yeah. So then the argument yeah. is, well, what what do we do? What what about those of us who don't have sort of thirty thousand followers and aren't sort of using this then as a as a as a platform for getting in you know articles into mainstream media and being seen on TV and in podcasts with famous history broadcasters and so on. So. <laughs> yes, <laughs> very famous history. History, history podcast broadcasters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what about you know um, those of us? Who... What about inviting Dan Snow on this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, so, seriously, what about the you know what about the F- FBPE um, crowd <laughs> horde? What, what's the advice to them in terms of what they can be doing um, to start to move this to the next level? Well, I think. Well, I think there's some good. There's some really good things with the. Um, uh, the Brexometers. You've seen these? Yes, the people going around great. high streets. Actually, that's something. And that's really actually, good. Yeah. 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 I think this is really, Very really positive. Point. People are going on high streets on Saturdays and talking mm. to people. And I was on one in Sunderland and I expected mm. to get a fucking barrage of mm. barrage of abuse. And honestly, I didn't, even from Brexiters. Um, actually, people, you know, came and engaged. And lots of people were like, oh, I'm mm. not interested. But, you know, people, people, Stop, people stopped and, look, and looked at yeah. it. And, uh, and I think this, is really, this stuff's really important. I think yeah. the local groups... Uh, the local groups which have formed or got, or become bigger um, are are really super yes, important. In totally agree. And with I think, you. Yeah. but I think that the um, I think that the central campaign people, um, you know, the the uh, the the campaign hub with uh, uh, Open Britain and and uh, scientists of Europe mm. and uh, European movement and so on, and Best, Best of Britain yeah. are, are all um, are all pretty aware of this and are really mm. trying to, mm. to work. And also, I think uh, OFOC and FFS going mm. around campuses is mm. uh, is really really mm. good as well. Yeah, uh, but it, it it has to be it really has to be at this this level now. Mm. I completely agree. Um, and it has to be about it has to be about change, exactly as Steve says. It has to be about changing public changing public opinion mm. um because because without without that nothing will happen with the trajectory will just go uh mm. hurtling, hurtling towards exit day and I, th- I think we need to um i think we need, yeah i think we need to end the end the age of agitation i think we need to start being um quite positive and also uh, acting acting as if we are fighting a campaign for a vote that is going to happen in march um yes. and that yeah. and that means say uh, not getting into silly arguments not not being petulant, being classy, basically, um, and, and yeah. just trying to take the higher ground all the time now because ultimately we want to distance ourselves up from the people that are on the other side. So we, actually, if we want to, we want to set ourselves apart and say, you know, no, we're not going to, we're not going to fall into these traps now. Um, yeah. and, and we're going to be just, we're just going to be 
do this better than them. We want to take the high ground. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's what we should be, like I say, pretending, pretending that we have, we aren't losing control, pretending that actually this isn't at the end, that we, that there's a, there isn't a logistic problem. We should be acting as if there's a vote at the end of March and be trying to push public opinion for that. So that even, even if we don't stop Brexit, we can, we can at least say that we've achieved what we wanted to achieve. There's no reason to give up. At that point, we can say, "Look, we, this is a this is a this is something that we can achieve. This is achievable." Yeah. Whereas Brexit, stopping Brexit may not be achievable in a couple of months. This is achievable, and if we do achieve that, then if the opportunity comes, then actually what we've achieved will be what we need to to, to achieve. But that's the important thing, isn't it? The opportunity. So, what's going to what what kind of things are going to create the opportunity? Uh, well, that's the point. I mean, again, the point when it's not in our hands, like we can. What we people need to be people need to be playing to their own strengths in their own fields and not worrying about other people are doing. Um, what what we do to create that opportunity? That's another story. Um, I don't have the magic magic number or the magic code for that yet. Um, I'm I'm thinking of it. <laughs> But I, but I think that's a, that's one of the causes for optimism for me though is uh, what you know the lesson of the last two years is that stuff happens you know me and Chris yeah. have joked about how how Brexit Brexit week Brexit week for like dog years you know mm. and that there would be enough enough news for a month every week mm. in in normal times or for two months so you know stuff does happen um, people uh, people say people say incredibly racist things uh, or. Uh, lay reads and um, you know polit- politics. Politics. Politics happens and stuff. That's what happens. I was going to ask and you, actually. Sorry, and uh, just to interrupt, I was going to ask you, and in, in, in during follow up, I was going to say because I've basically been out of action for the last three weeks. I was wondering if you, you two would mind just sort of summarising the last three weeks <laughs> for me, because <laughs> you know I, I haven't really been following. It. <laughs> I actually got. A, I actually got. A, I actually got. A, I actually got a message on Twitter from somebody. Um, who you would both know the names, uh, bo- would both know the, n- the name of saying, I've been on holiday, what's happened while I was gone? <laughs> like, quite seriously. <laughs> so, um, I think I, I might even know who you mean. But, yeah. 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 <laughs> but, um, so yeah, no, I'm, yes. so I'm, I'm kind of confident that stuff will happen. And as the rocks approach, you know, we're not standing on the cliff looking at the rocks, we're now in midair. Yeah, we're yeah. Now hurtling, yeah, you yeah. know. And as those rocks get closer, the 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 likelihood of 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 stuff happening uh, gets greater, and the threat of no deal, the stup- insane stupidity of no deal, um, gets gets more apparent. You know. Well, I I, th- um, I think that the, the we should be focusing on what we should we do. The three million the three million should be focusing on what they do. We should we we should be together in this and just pushing all in the same direction, and and just doing what we do best, and not. Not let's say we we can, we can only control the things that we can control. We can only worry about the things that we can change. So we should be changing those things and hoping that whatever happens happens, uh, and and just for, and and leaving that to leaving that to whatever happens because there's not there. There's only so much we can do. Rallies we can do marches we can do all sorts of things but we there's, there's only so much we can do so we should be doing those things and not worrying about it. We should be setting a target that we ourselves can do. But this is the Gary Lineker thing. So when Gary Lineker won the, it, obviously uh, Gary Lineker in the news uh, uh, remaining now as well, and also calling for a vote. Um, when Gary Lineker won the Golden Boot in the uh, was it eighty six? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was, World yeah. Cup. Yeah, he scored all of the goals from within within the six yard box with a single touch, 
And yeah, the point was that he was there. The point wasn't that it was an amazing finish. The point wasn't the point was that he w- he was there in the right place when it arrived to him, and he and he tapped it in. And I agree, this is exactly what we have to do as well. We have to be there and ready yeah. at a moment's no at a moment at a moment's notice and in a good place when it's when it happens. Yeah, yeah I and, totally agree. And we can control that now, and we can start that now, and we can literally start thinking about this as a campaign for a, a vote that is going to happen in March. Even if that doesn't happen, all we can do is set ourselves up to be in the right place. Yeah, we have so we have to make sure that when the thing happens, when stuff happens where they're in a in a good place and there's there's definitely there's definitely signs signs of it there's there's a lot of signs of this going in the in the right mm. right direction i think well it, it's 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 interesting isn't it it's um it's like we were saying earlier it's sort of all the, everything that we s- sort of predicted um it's all happening it's all building to this crescendo it's all it's all getting worse and worse and worse and worse to the point where you think, well, it's going. Every, something's going to go bad. And there's a crisis coming. You can now see the crisis beginning to take form. Yeah. It's all going to happen in the, in the final uh, months or even weeks. And I don't like that. You know, I'm 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 a civil no, servant. I'm I'm risk averse, and this kind of stuff petrifies me. And I I I, I, don't, I don't like it at all. And I think there's I think there's a, a, a misconception about this in government as well. Um. I think I think I have the sense that people think it can all be done in the middle of the night mm. in the in you know two Essay weeks in, two weeks two weeks before the end of March at a at a, a special summit and that does happen I mean I've been in a conciliation committee in the middle <laughs> middle of the night that finished at 3 in the morning um where a decision had to be ma- had to be made and and people had to stay until the decision was made the difference is the UK won't be in the room mm-hmm. yeah this is the point is that the tw- you have the twenty seven and you have the UK? Normally, everybody's at, everybody's in the room, but the UK will not be in the room in the middle of the night in the la- in the last week of in the last week of March. Can, can I- They're just the, the EU twenty seven will simply not, and rightly so, will yeah. not negotiate like that. That's sh- not how it'll happen. Let me share a little anecdote, <laughs> which will, I know is going to appeal to you guys. So, um, very very early in my career, um, one of my first jobs was working on the GATT Uruguay round. And um, we, I, my specific job was on the civil aircraft, the large civil aircraft agreement, which was being negotiated as part of the Uruguay round, which was, of course, the big multilateral package with all sorts of things wrapped into it. And this was, of course, while the UK obviously was was a member of, of the EU, and, and the president um, of the Board of Trade, as he called himself, was Michael Heseltine, pro-European, and uh, so he was the UK lead. Uh, and, the, and, the, and the EU's lead negotiator was Sir Leon Britton. Obviously, Heseltine and Britain didn't particularly get on. They had they had history. Um, it boiled down to a trade-off. So it, 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 there was a big sort of guns at high noon uh, between the EU and the US. And it all boiled down to one of these last-minute massive crises, big trade-off. And the two major issues left on the table for the eu were civil aircraft and audiovisual yeah. and the audiovisual was the number one priority for the french yeah. and large civil aircraft aviation was the number one priority for the uk and frantic phone calls were being made and guess who won <laughs> <laughs> audiovisual one and, and and the french one and 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 why <laughs> 
Um, well, uh, the, the reason, in, in my view, um, as somebody who was watching all this at first hand, the reason was that we, uh, all along, we, the British, had said that failure of the Uruguay round was unacceptable. Yeah. We, we could not accept failure. We had to have this agreement at all cost. Whereas the French were like, yeah, we need this, but not at any cost. Yeah, not at any cost, exactly. And yeah. you knew that they weren't bluffing. <laughs> and so Leon Britton, as the European Commission's negotiator, going into that final discussion with, with, with the Americans, knew that if he had to throw somebody under the bus, it had better be the UK, because the UK were not going to... <coughs> Well, no, they were not going to nix the entire Uruguay round simply because they hadn't got their way at the line at the final thing. Whereas the, whereas the French would, yeah. whereas the French would. So you know that that was a really interesting early masterclass in in negotiating and in politics. Um, but also, I think it sort of says an awful lot about um, this last minute brinkmanship stuff and how you really don't want to be involved in one of those situations where you don't have a credible threat. Yeah, no. <laughs> No, no. I mean, brink, brinksman, brinksmanship can work, and it, and it happens. And we but know it happens for really professional players. But well, also, if one of you is right, if one one of you is right on the brink, teetering, yeah. or like the roadrunner yeah. has already shot out <laughs> over the cliff and is scrabbling yeah. in thin air, and the other one, I think I tweeted about this the other day, and the other one's sort of sitting, lolling on the beach, chatting amiably and <laughs> drinking cocktails, yeah. then brinksmanship's not going to fucking work, is yeah. it? Because yeah. you know. Um, and yeah, I think that's where it's, I think that's really where it's gone wrong. But all of the, you know, you look historically in all of the sort of great victories, especially I think in Theresa May's head, mm. that the UK's had, mm. have been, have, have been in the, in these, uh, all, all night, mm. uh, you know, three shirt sessions. Mm. Mm. I mean, we did it, we did it in the budget in 2013 as well, mm. actually very successfully. Mm. This is not, and yeah, that can totally work. This is not that <laughs> situation. Not situation. We're in a complete, we're in a totally, yeah. totally different yeah. situation where, yeah. Everybody. Well, firstly, I mean, they won't be in the room, and I, I, I just don't believe you'll have a situation where, you know, half of the Article Fifty Task Force is sitting with the Prime Minister and the UK negotiators mm. in one room in the Council Building, mm. and you have, and you have twenty-seven heads of government and mm. heads of state mm. in a, in another room waiting to see what's happening, and you have Barnier running between mm. them. That's just not going to happen. I just, it, it just mm. is not going is mm. not going to work like that. Mm. Um, the UK will just be asked to leave the room, and the EU will make a decision about whether what progress is is enough to be accepted. I mean, so yeah. I mean, the question the question really is whether people see you know whether people see this in see this in time, and whether we get it to mm. public opinion to to recognise this 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 danger mm. danger in time. And also, it was interesting what Steve A was saying last week. You know, he. As a normal, you know, as a normal person, just believes it'll all be sorted yeah. out. Of course, there'll yeah. be agreements on yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but people really do believe. Oh, this. Yeah. We're, 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 but we're finally getting people. I mean, the pilots' union—I can't remember what they're called now. Mm. The union of pilots did a poll of their pilots on whether Brexit would be good for aviation, and nine out of ten said it would be bad. Oh, I assume it's going to be bad. But all this. The, you know the scaremongering of we're we're stockpiling blood, and we're, there's just this little part of me that's going, no, it won't be, it will be fine because I've never looked well, into it. But it's so not why just you, Steve. It's me too. We're all like that. It's natural human nature. It's like we look at the we look at the climate change stuff, and we all sort of think, yeah, but you know, I mean, it's too it's too scary to look at. You, yeah. you get no, this awful feeling in your chest. But Steve says something's going to be okay. Steve says but something. everyone assumes that Parliament simply won't Parliament just won't allow this to happen. Yeah, <laughs> and and. Now, but there's, but there, there is something in this. If public opinion has moved enough, 
I think that's true. If public opinion is where it is now, I, I'm not. I, I'm yeah. not as confident as other people are. I mean, I some know. very good com- some very good commentators like John Lewis. Steve, Steve says, said, "Look, this is such suicide that Parliament will just never, never allow this to happen." And I, I think that's true if public opinions moved and but if public understanding of what it really but means. What, what, how, I don't understand. So talk me through. I mean, treat me like an idiot. I mean, the, the, treat me like the idiot that I am. How can Parliament stop it? Well, Steve, Steve said it. Steve said it after the after we stopped recording last last week. He said uh, people have trust in their institutions, and mm. uh, and and that is part of it. That we, you know, part of it is oh, the yeah, sense yeah. that it's all, you know, things just turn out for the right for for the best. Yeah. Things that we don't know that we assume, oh well, actually it'll be fine. But but, but Steve says Steve was right. He said that people have trust in their institutions, um, and now we've been put in a position where we shouldn't. Um, oh, no, it would be crazy to have. But but so, but back to my question: How can Parliament stop it? Oh well, there's still, still ways. I mean, if the if the Speaker makes an amendable motion, for example, which is very like, which I think is very likely, then the 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 the, the then the vote on the deal could be. I I I am very. Skeptical. And what was, but what we're seeing is, I mean, there is no, there's absolutely no majority for checkers in the House of Commons. There's absolutely no majority for no deal in the House of Commons. Oh um, yeah, it's it's a mess. So, so this, so this, this, this is an absolute mess. So, if and May is not going to come back with checkers, she's going to come back with something very, very different to, uh, very, very different to checkers, and and the- um, which which wasn't a deal. In fact, it was a proposal. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's there's a there's a fucking there's a fuck, fucking hell of a long way hell of a long way to go. And I think the the government could find itself in a position where it has to, uh, where it can't, it simply can't proceed over the over the over the over the line because the, gov- the 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 government will come down. I mean, I think if the government proceeds with no no deal Brexit, there'll be a vote of no confidence, and I think that vote would actually probably be there's there's a chance that that vote would that vote would be won, and then the whole thing resets. We've got general election and everything. I mean, there's a, there's there's a, a load more stuff than I thought could happen two or three months. Oh ago. yeah, no, there's there's loads of things that could happen now. It's a, it's a complete mess. Uh, it's like are looking we, we, to avoid. <laughs> oh God. Are we still on the feelings bit? At the which is the, yeah, I think the we might be. No, this has all been an, an intervention. Because <laughs> before we leave the feelings bit and start the podcast proper, <laughs> um, I, I, I have. Although I've been mostly changing nappies, um, I have been trying to keep up with, for example, um, Romaniacs. I listened to the Romaniacs podcast last week, and that that was... Very good, uh, isn't it? It's excellent. It's they're excellent. just getting better and better, those guys. And they've, they they've now getting, got, yeah. you know, people like, uh, you know, um, Alex Andreo and, and, and Nina Schick. And so, I mean, you know, I mean, okay, we've Nina got Schick Steve Analyst, brilliant, so, yeah. you know, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. They, 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 those guys, seriously, if, if, Ross, if you listen Ross to Taylor this and you don't listen well to them, you really need to Ross. listen to them. But um, I thought that somebody, was it... Maybe it was Ian Dunn, but somebody was was referencing um, something that um, I always get this guy's name wrong. I'm I'm so sorry. Sam Sam Lowe, isn't it? Sam Lowe, Lowe, yeah, yeah. He had that he had said, and I hadn't I hadn't heard him say this previously, but he had sort of said that um, one way in which No Deal might be averted. One reason to to remain or to avoid despair is that should it appear likely in the final weeks that we were heading for no deal, the economy would take such a hammering already before that, 
Like in the, in the, the final, weeks final, before, mo- final, mo- in the final, final months, month, not final it weeks. It would take yeah. such a hammering that it would be in itself be a, a, a massive crisis of the kind that would trigger an election and, yeah. and, 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 and prompt things to change. We, yeah, which, I mean, you could end up with you could end up with sterling at parity or below yeah, with the euro. Yeah. I mean, which yeah. you might, I mean, you might look on that as f- a pretty scant grounds for optimism, but actually <laughs> that. The state of mind that I That's was in, big, yeah. I found that quite heartening. I yeah. hadn't thought of that. I thought, oh, you know what, actually, yeah, you know, that could actually oh. focus some minds. Also, I, I think there's every, I think there's every chance of EU twenty seven uh, uh, formally offering yeah. an extension as well in that context. Yeah, saying yeah, okay. yeah, and, and yeah, yeah, and I think if they do that, maybe they shouldn't do it now. I don't know, but mm. if they did that, then. You know, it would be a British government not just slipping over the cliff because the negotiations had failed. Mm. It would be a, gov- it would be a British government actively jump. deciding to, yeah. to jump. And again, I think that's very different as well. Yeah, I said that yeah. last week. Um, I, I think that if, they, yeah. if the European mm. Union offer, offer the extension, what they're, what they're really doing is saying, if, this, if, you, if you now go over the cliff, that's not us. Mm. We gave you it's your nice. lifeline and you said no. And, this is, mm. and I've, heard, I've, heard, I've heard a few rumours that, that this is at least been discussed you know mm. in uh, in buildings in brussels so mm. um i think there's yeah no i think there's every possibility i wouldn't even exclude it oh god you shouldn't make predictions but i wouldn't even exclude it at an october or november council actually but yeah on the other well, hand it does all seem to be doing that awful thing of building towards a horrible uh, last minute sort of crescendo doesn't it but there is no last minute crescendo. That's the thing. They're just they they are not going to be negotiations on the 20th of 20, 20th of march between uh, between the member no, states in the middle guess. of the night with the with the UK, with the UK president, I just don't think I don't think there is. And also remember, it has to be ratified. You can't you can't make the agreement then because it has to because it has yeah, to be ratified. It, Article fifty requires it to be ratified. Yeah, actually, so and yeah, um, it has you're not going to get an agreement. But if you don't have a month or two, but if you don't have an agreement on the 29th of March, you can see an emergency council being called for the 27th of March, can't you? You can yeah. see, oh, yeah, yeah, it. but that, but that would, but yeah, but that would just be that would be to offer the that would be to offer an offer an extension. Yeah, or, that's what or I'm saying. Revoca- or, or revocation. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And that would be. But I think it'll be it'll be apparent even before then. And I think the 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 companies and the markets will be moving well, well, well before then. Oh, yeah. Because if, mm. if there isn't if there isn't an agreement by, uh, I mean, it can't be done properly if there isn't an agreement by by October. But uh, mm. you can compress these things. But also, is the agreement going to be made over the two weeks of Christmas as well? And but yeah, if there's not an agree- if there isn't an agreement by January, then mm. it's going to be imp- it's going to be impossible to ratify the mm. agreement. I mean, it's going to be time for translation. Mm. I mean, like, it gets down to practical stuff at that point. You know, I am I am so, uh, really worried though that we're literally at a point where the government's going to be saying, "Well, yeah, we have got an agreement." Even though we haven't, it wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them. That's what they've been basically no, doing. Exactly what they've been, been doing the last two years. Oh, we've, no, we've agreed we've, this. We've, no, we've agreed this. No, no, you haven't. Though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it wouldn't surprise well, me. That's the difference with that. But that's the difference with the withdrawal agreement. To all the agreements that are made along the way, is that this is legal. This is a tr- this is an international treaty. Yeah, yeah. You can't black your, oh, you yeah, can't yeah, black but, your way but, through but this one. At the beginning you know? of January, at the beginning of January, saying, "Don't worry, it's fine. We're all yeah. we're, we're all fine. It's all going to be fine." Because if they're worried about the markets, if they're worried about the markets, they are going to say it's fine, mm. even when it's not. But do you think they're not worried about the markets? I mean, Fox last week oh, no. saying that there was sixty percent chance. I mean that that directly caused a drop in a drop in sterling. Just as everyone went on so, holiday, nice one. <laughs> but this but this really but this but this plays to the idea that actually 
they're trying to get everyone they're trying to get everyone to shit their pants over it so that they'll accept the che- so that they'll accept something well something worse than Chekhov. Mm. Well, Chekhov's terrible in itself for lots of reasons. But for when they start when they start rolling back from uh, Chekhov and start making concessions that the ERG, sends the ERG loopy. Mm. They can say, "Look, nobody wants fucking no deal. Everyone knows what it means now. It means it means no insulin." Mm. So, um, so it's get, getting everyone to shit their shit their pants to yeah. to support that. So that you know that also indicates that they are very they are genuinely looking for a deal here as well, and that there's if they're genuinely looking for a deal, they know that they have to make massive changes. To I mean, it has to be something very different to uh, to Chekhov to get a, a deal. I mean, on customs and so on, mm. they have to agree to the backstop. Um, and yeah, it'll be it'll be absolutely apparent that they're throwing us off. They're throwing ourselves themselves and us off a cliff. If I, I if, do not. If, if they don't, I do not see having. A, I do honestly. This this really annoys me. People getting upset about the backstop. The backstops. <laughs> the backstop isn't meant to be there to be implemented. It's meant to be there as an emergency. If the British, backstop. if the, if the British government can't actually solve. The problem that they say that they which can is, solve, which it absolutely says they can. They say they can <laughs> they absolutely solve it two do it. Ways. So why on earth they is this ever a problem? Yeah, so just agree to agree to it, knowing that you'll knowing knowing that you'll never use it unless unless you don't know that. Unless you're just bullshitting your way it. through this Maybe whole negotiating it. process, in which case yeah. that might be an issue. But but no. No, if you want to prove to everybody that you're not bullshitting your way through this entire negotiating process, accept the backstop with the with the confidence, with the knowledge that you are going to solve this in the transition period, because that's all but that's there, supposed to be. But there is something that, I mean, on the no deal thing as well, I mean, the consequences for Ireland of no deal are pretty fucking dire. Mm. I mean, it's not a better rover for anyone, but I mean, the, the consequences economically for Ireland are, are nearly as bad as you get. It's about eighty percent of the, the 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 damage, and this mitigates against 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 no deal as well, um, because no deal no deal means that no deal means a hard border. Um, although again, you hear rumours that people are trying to find a way that it would that it that it wouldn't. But I mean, it, it does. It's going to we, be. We know it does. It's, so, yeah. it's going to be. Yeah, and you notice that the ERG aren't pretending about this as well. They're not saying there's a no. They're, 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 they're the like, ultras oh. are saying, yeah, there'll be a hard border. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's fine. only the baddies and mix. We don't care. The agreement yeah. was was a terrible um, travesty, and and yeah, they deserve to go back to where they were. And I mean, it's just... which we know, which we know they thought because Michael Gove wrote a fucking book about yeah. it at the time about how much he hated it. So, well, the, the vo- yeah, absolutely. Vote Leave did, did Vote Leave did originally come out and say, yeah, there'll be a border. So did the DUP. They were like, yeah, there'll be a border. And then Boatley went, all right, we need to shut that down. And they came out and said, no, actually, they were wrong. Well, the DUP could be important as well, because public opinion in Northern Ireland is very, very anti... It's getting more and more Yeah, I know. What a shame. And I wonder whether the the DUP... I read something today. Where did I read it? I should should credit people. I read an article today saying, why have the DUP been so quiet about checkers and Brexit and stuff recently? Mm. And And no deal. Um, come isn't, on, that, isn't that funny how they haven't said anything recently? <laughs> I can't say the DUP suddenly become born again Remainers somehow. Oh, I don't think they'll become more born again Remainers, but I think um, they just shut I up th- about it. Oh, but I think I think I think No Deal, uh, No Deal w- would and should scare them. So mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I think I think Brexit itself should scare them. It should scare the Conservative Party. It should scare. It, exactly. it should scare well, Labour. Yeah, party. Yeah. The idea that we're going to get to the end of it and these parties will have done this. Um, I think that there's that it should scare all parties. It should scare the Conservative Party. Really, sh- should be looking at itself, thinking we may not ex- we may we may not survive this as a party. 
or at least that, that there yeah, might they, be a major schism over this because absolutely, absolutely. But they're, they're, but the, the, everybody in each of the parties are too busy calling the people in the same parties racist <laughs> to actually deal with any of this. Oh God! I mean, oh, oh, and they're not even calling the other parties racist. Everybody's calling each, each other racist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, how, how have we lost our way so quickly? It's just total lack of leadership. It it's, was all there. It was all in the making. It's been there yeah, for yeah. years. It yeah, was, yeah, but it was, we, we had waiting to we come. had leadership, and we had you know we had we yeah. had a. But that was all that held it together. Yeah, as it was soon held as there's a vacuum, it, the whole thing collapses. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's like the conventions. As long as everybody yeah. respects the conventions, yeah. people respect the conventions. As soon as somebody doesn't, then it. it, it and yeah, in to hindsight, it's all going to be so crystal clear. I mean, we're all like, how, how on earth did this happen to the super competent UK that respected around the world for its wonderful governance? And in hindsight, it's going to be well, of course it happened. It was always going to happen. Yeah, yeah. How did it take the, so long? It'll be like Versailles. It'll be mm. like, well, obviously, the terms mm. of Versailles would lead to resentment. Mm. And yeah, mm. I mean, yeah, completely. Mm. I, go, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, I think the big thing is for, the big thing is for Remain not to make these mistakes. Actually, mm. there's, a, there's a vacuum here created by the parties with the infighting and incompetence. Mm. And actually, actually, Remain needs to fill that vacuum. And I think it's, it's, it's starting to. And I think, that's a, I think that's a good thing. I think mm. that's a very, very good thing. Um, so yeah, it needs, to, it needs to fill that vacuum. But not with a third party. Not with a new. Not with a new party. Oh no! Now is now is not the fucking time, no. guys. Now is not the know. time. Well, the, 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 now is not the, the time. The problem is that we, we we are lacking some a certain amount of political um, uh, quality. Um, even like even our good quality politicians are letting remain down. As far as I'm concerned, we've still got we've yeah. still got people you know, talking I about. I had you know I thought I had the other day. <laughs> And you might want to edit this from the final cut, <laughs> Steve. <laughs> oh, good. If everybody who went on the march, um, the, that, that march we went on back in whenever mm, it was. June. If everybody on that march joined the Conservative Party. <laughs> <laughs> this has been, I've seen this discussed by a few people, actually. Yeah, absolutely. And just started, de- started de- deselecting Brexiters. Yeah, it'd be brilliant. Yeah. We would just, you know, take, just let's t- take over something that's already there. Yeah. Take over hand and conservative association. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, we're lacking. I mean, yeah. we're just lacking. We're lacking. Um, we're lacking. Like I say, we're lacking leaders. We're lacking good voices. We've got people like Tony Blair talking about. Oh, let's have a let's let's look at the the break. Well, we're having sure about- Nick Clegg saying, "Let's talk about the break." This is the sort of thing shows- that we need to get away from. We need to get but this shows actually. But this shows why this shows about Remain not having leaders is potentially better. I think because. The people who the people who are the the natural choices of leaders are fundamentally divisive people. I mean, you've now got um, uh, Open Britain rolling out Mandelson. I mean, anybody who thinks Mandelson is a spokesperson who is going to convince people. Yeah. I mean, Mandelson is Mandelson is whatever is it, uh, whatever your views about him. The fact the fact of the matter in terms of public perception is that he's a, a deep, deeply untrusted yeah untrusted untrusted figure who had to resign several times and was seen as was seen as uh, you know a master of the dark arts and 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 hovering behind the scenes and dealing with vested interests mm. and you know i mean it's absolutely the worst the wor- the worst fossil person closely followed by Tony Blair again. Whatever you think about whatever you think about Tony Blair, he's a fundamentally massively fucking divisive div- mm. divisive person um, on the left and the the left and the the, the right. Um, 
I mean, I think the, the, in terms of, you know, ex very senior politicians, John Major was the sort of least divisive. And I can remember the 90s. I can remember hating John Major. So, uh, that's not helpful either. And yeah, and I, and I think a lot and of then people- project, and, and then these things about the breaks. I mean, again, Clegg saying, Oh, yeah, no, no, we can, we can, we can stay in, but we can, we can, we can get a deal on an emergency break, yeah. which, I mean, this is uh, absolute. This absolute. This drives me absolutely nuts. Mm. And what you actually need to be doing is you need to be selling freedom of movement. Yeah. Freedom of movement is a fucking ace thing. We got. Yeah. You'd be selling this to people, yeah. not 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 playing not playing into their their hands. You know. Nobody's doing. Nobody's really doing that at the moment, except in the grassroots, and, and that that's worrying to me. Yeah, but I think, but this, but I think, I think it is it is emerging, and it's emerging because there's a multitude of people. You've got conservatives for Europe are are really trying to get trying to get organised, and you've got a new M, a new MP coming out in favour of the people's vote every every week for several a week now, pretty much. Mm. We're at that rate, and I think actually not having one leader who some people hate. Well, I mean, look at the look at the look at the Labour Party. They've got one. Mm. They've yeah. got a leader that half the party adores and half the party. I'm not, absolutely I'm not hates. saying that we should. So I think we need leadership. Well, I think we need, we need leadership. Leader. I don't think we need one leader. We need leadership. We need just yeah. better voices, mm. and we need, let's say, people that are prepared to to t- take their argument and springboard off it and push in our argument. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Absolutely agree about that. Yeah, very much so. Listen, I'm and, gonna, and I think, we, and I think we need a bit of. I was, I was just going to say, Chris, as well. I think we need we need to keep unity as uh, as, as well. I mean, there's been a yes, there's been a yeah. Well, you preempted me. I, I was going to well, reprise gonna my say, traditional. Chris? I was going to reprise my traditional role as the um, as the timekeeper and, and general nag and say how long have we been talking. So I wanted to sort of move us on, and, and and indeed, you you were about to do that. So. Please. No, no, you go for it though. You do the, you do the segue. The segue. You segue into that was it. the segue, yeah. Steve. That was. <laughs> Could you tell me when you're doing a segue, please? <laughs> You've seen Team America World Police, right? <laughs> so yeah. I'm now waving my hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's a segue. <laughs> no, no, I just no. I think we need. I think we need to keep 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 a bit of keep a bit of unity, and it's not about authority, and it's not about. Uh, it's not about towing party line stuff. It's, I mean, I'm a, cons- I'm a, morally, I'm a consequentialist. I mean, you know, um, I think it's about, I think we've got to keep, keep the eyes on the prize and simply do things that, uh, that, 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 uh, help us achieve the aim. Yeah. You know? I, as I was saying earlier, I think we should, everyone, you know, the, we, we should have unity, we should have unity. This, this is an important cause. And if we have, if we, if it's an important cause, then we should be able to find this unity. And, and if we, if we focus on doing the things that we do well and not worry so much about other people doing what they want to do, as long as they're all going in the same direction, then, then actually that's, we, we yeah. should all, we should all be in harmony with each other because otherwise we're going to be infighting and that's the worst thing we could be doing right now. So, I mean, so the, the, we're talking about British and European. Yeah, we are. Exactly. So, so, yeah. so, so the yeah. elephant in the so room British, here is that is that there, yeah. there, there's been um, a little bit of bad blood over the last couple of days because what happened was British and Europe um, made a bit of a public splash, PR splash about. Hey, listen. So far, we've been neutral on the wider issue of Brexit and have simply focused on the issue of um, making sure that the um, rights of UK citizens living in Europe are safeguarded and, 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 and looked after during the negotiations. And the way that this then came across was, well, British in Europe weren't anti-Brexit. They were just interested yeah. in, the, uh, in, 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 in a certain group of privileged individuals. 
And well, it's you, not the way it came across. It's the way lots of people took exactly. it. It wasn't the way yeah. it came across at all. So, me, so but. this then led to quite an, a lot of, I, th- I think, bad blood and some really unpleasant exchanges. And this is this is the kind of unhelpful um, disunity that you're talking about. Now, I mean, speaking for myself, I think it is inevitable that in a large mass movement that it, such as Remain, where feelings are running extremely high. People yeah, are very angry, very tired, very scared. This kind of stuff is going to happen from time to time. So I, I'm, I'm not going to let myself get too upset about it. I mean, I've, I've muted a few people temporarily and I've um, sent uh, um, bouquets, uh, Twitter bouquets, if you like, to, to, to people who, who, who I think are understandably upset and said, Look, you know, let's all move on. But it's important, I think, to make the point that it's not helping. It's not helping. Yeah, it doesn't anybody help. The, doesn't help to, this cause. It really doesn't help. But I, but I think people, look, people, we're years into this now, you know, and people just have to think strategically. But not not everybody can, Steve. That's the problem. No, I, I think I, I think people have the people have the people have the capacity. I think people just have to have to think strategically and. Think about what is actually go- what is actually going to going to help, and you know that's exactly what British in Europe did. Is they thought, okay, well if we if we just go and shout stop Brexit at people, we'll never get through. Yeah. The, we'll never get through the door. We won't be at the we won't be at the table for any of yeah. this. We'll be outside with EU flags. Yeah. And actually, all of the members of all of the members of British in Europe <laughs> were outside exactly. at various times with with EU flags on, on protest. But the organisation. Yeah made a strategic decision that it, it would have more influence and more chance of being an insider in discussions rather than an outsider yeah. if it took the stance. And I think that's, abso- that's, I think that's completely, yeah. completely right. I don't see any... I, I, I don't understand why and this it, was, a, was an issue. And now they've done an excellent thing. Well, it's a positive thing and a negative thing. It's negative because they don't see that, there's any, that they can make any more headway. Um, on on citizens' rights, and that the the uh, the the, the negotiation is essentially closed on that now, um, and have therefore said, look, okay, well, we haven't managed to get the the rights that we needed to get, and the only way to guarantee rights is to is is to stop Brexit. Now that still means that what's in the withdrawal agreement is substantially better than it would have been had they not they and all of their groups, because I mean it's an umbrella group for uh, for groups in yeah, every, yeah. in lots and lots of different EU countries. But then you see, you know, the the and and this is a gift. I mean, we saw it from uh, uh, migrate somebody from Migration Watch saying, "Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They've never cared about the, nobody's ever cared about these these people. It's all yeah. been about the, the and and trying to split, trying to make a split between the three million and the and the the British in Europe when the two have been working yeah, very yeah. very closely yeah, yeah. all all along and looking after each other and looking out for each other and splits with organisations like I'm involved with Final Say for All." Um, which has been an anti-Brexit organisation from 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 the beginning, um, and again has worked with has been a friend of British in British in Europe all all along. Even though we have to, even though you know we had different stated stated aims for most of it. Um, so yeah, I mean, but this idea that I mean, I'm still you can't go around you can't go around calling people who've spent the last two years of their lives campaigning to help people. Fucking appeasers, yeah. which people well, have been the doing. Fact it, Outrageous, really, the, yeah. the fact is, it also, it also, you know, it, it, lend, it lends itself to this idea of, of not accepting the result. The fact is that the vote went that way. That you, ha- you have to pragmatically engage with this. It's happening. 
you may want to stop it. You have it, to admit the possibility but, that it might but happen. But actually, you yeah. do have to, you are, just, just to say, we won't, let's not have this, let's just pretend this isn't happening and try and stop it. You actually know the sensible thing for them is to engage in the process. Otherwise, they, nobody engages in the process and they get stuffed. So It's, it's, the, it's, it's, the, it's the equivalent of, of, of saying that people who work in soup kitchens for the homeless or appeasers, because they should be out yeah, campaigning yeah. Again, campaigning with the government about homelessness. Well, you do fucking both, don't you? Yeah, and it's not an either-or thing. You need both. You need, you know, you need Sodom. You know, you need Sodom outside Parliament with their Definitely. flags. Absolutely. And you need the, the lobbyists inside Parliament yeah. talking to these people, saying this is where you need to be taking this. You need both. And, and they're all from the and same you need people. And you need trade experts pointing out to opinion makers that, that yeah. uh, things that are said are untrue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody, every, you know, this is exactly it. And actually, uh, and actually, in a if you think of a political campaign, a political campaign from a party has all of those things. It has it has people at rallies. It has people taking around leaflets. Um, it has advocates appearing appearing on television. It has rapid rebuttal of uh, of of the other side of the other side's arguments. It has le- high profile leadership. Uh, it has the grassroots. So. This is exactly, and I think what Steve said earlier is the, the 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 big takeaway is that this has to function now like a professional campaign to to win a referendum that will be sometime between now and 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 March because that's the only way we get a referendum as well yeah. is if we do that. Yeah. I agree. All right, guys. Good. Well, we haven't done lie of the week. Has anybody got a quick lie of the week? Believe you. You're a liar. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, the, the we did in the last one. I said that the the lie of the week was that the um, No Deal was dying, um, and then since then we've had uh, we've had. Uh, 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 Christopher Mayer, so Sox, doubling down on on the idea that no deal's going to be fine. So yeah, it'll all be fine. Yeah, so that's that. That's going to be, be lie of the week. The, it, yes, the, it's fine. It's going to be fine. No deal, no problem at all. World trade facilitation, yeah. wonderful. It's all just scam, scam on green. Yeah. What I think, but I, I think, but I think there's a. I, I've I've written about this, but I really think this is a massive misunderstanding that we have to help people get through. There's having a withdrawal agreement and a transition period, and deciding during that that your preferred trade relationship um, is, to only, is to rely solely on the WTO. And that's a decision, and you can, you can, that's not utterly unreasonable. It's a very bad decision. It would be a very bad decision to do it for lots of reasons, I think. But that's not no deal. That's, the w, that's taking the WTO option. Yeah. But the WTO option and no deal are completely conflated together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, now, what they're saying is no, no deal is a WTO option. No, no deal. The, the, I think uh, uh, somebody said, uh, Dimitri, I can never say his last name properly, so I'm not going to, um, was saying WTO stuff is the least of your worries if there's no deal. Mm. I mean, that's, 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 not, the, that's mm-hmm. not the issue with no deal. That's the issue, that's the issue with deciding to have... Uh, to rely on WTO mm-hmm. rather than having a free trade agreement later, mm-hmm. which you can talk about. No deal means no agreement on aircraft, no agreement on medicines, no agreement on uh, police cooperation. No, agree- you know, 
that's the danger of no deal. Mm. The danger of no deal is not, is not the WTO. For having people going around saying, well, yeah. the WTO is a wonderful organisation. Well, yeah, like, yeah. It, it, it well might be, but it, it, it won't solve the issues of, 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 of no deal at all, actually. So, oh, well, yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's, it's still a disaster. Let's not... <laughs> and, well, you know, I mean, it's been completely... I mean, what, what Christopher May has been saying has been completely rebutted by an array of trade experts and WTO, ex-WTO negotiators and ex-UK trade negotiators. Yeah. Have all rebutted oh, this. Oh yeah, I mean there was a it, over the and whole, over again. The, the, they all uh, they all engaged. They all literally like rolled out on the first one. I mean there, there was suddenly like all these yeah. all these threads just slowly taking apart these two or three things that that happened. Uh, and uh, but then there was an intera- but then there was an interaction where somebody had said, uh, I think David Hennig yeah, had said, Hennig, yeah. "Look, look, could, could you stop? Could you stop doing this? Because we've shown that this isn't true. So could you stop saying this? Because it's it's not true." And he basically responded saying, "Yeah, yeah." It is yeah, true. and this is you know, it's just like I don't know if Honesty. he's deliberately lying, but it is it is not true. This is <laughs> yeah. I think that I think that absolutely is the lie of the week. Actually, I think we'll take that, mm. won't we? Yeah. So now, well, now where, where are you going to where are you going to slot the music in over that? Oh, I'll fade out a bit when you were talking. <laughs> and... Yeah, we just go. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> well, it's absolutely great, uh, Chris. I have to say, it's really, really good to have Steve on again. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's really, really lovely to have you back. And I, 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 I've missed you. Uh, I've missed, missed you, you Steve. I've I missed, missed you. I've missed you. Oh, mate, mate, I've missed mm. you. Um, jordy has got high pitch when we get emotional. See, um, I, I told I you it was an emotional podcast. It is. It was an emotional podcast. Always is. And actually, when we have to make the emotional case as well. Yes. That's the, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, listen to the F- listen to my federalism podcast, please. Steve. I will listen to it, and then I will come back to you. And there will be next 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 time we'll be there, and I'll be I'll turn up and I'll go. Well, I just want to go back on that. <laughs> oh God, am I going to have to listen to it again? <laughs> we're going to we're gonna have ten minutes of every podcast. <laughs> yeah, of you two just going, going back and forth with the bloody federalism. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note. Um, I think we should say uh, good night to our long suffering listeners. <laughs> and I don't know if we're going to. I'm I'm away for two weeks in Cornwall. Are you? Um, do they, they, yeah, um, I'm going to Cornwall, uh, Newquay, for a couple of weeks uh, with the boy, so we can build sandcastles Excellent. and so on. So I don't know if uh, I don't know if I'll be around, but um, maybe. Well, I mean, we haven't discussed. Maybe we shouldn't discuss this on air. Maybe not. Maybe we but should, we'll work it out. We'll maybe, work we have, out. maybe we should have a planning meeting. <laughs> but we'll definitely be back in September. But we might be back before that. Um, does Cornwall has Cornwall has the internet? I believe uh, Cornwall yeah, has the it, internet. Well, it, it, it's, it's EU yeah. funded, so it might not next year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not even joking. Gonna, I literally have a photograph of the up? internet in Cornwall. <laughs> I took it in St Ives last year. It was the internet a financed picture of by the, the internet. <laughs> yeah. Are they going to are they going to rip put up it in the, the show uh, notes? <laughs> <laughs> I will. Yeah, but they're not going to rip up the fibre optics. So still. <laughs> They're all alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, good night, everyone, and thank you very much for listening to uh, Cake Watch. And um, yeah, good luck. We don't know what's going to happen either. So, good night. <laughs> good night, everyone. Good night. Good night, Steve. Good night. <laughs> good night, the other Steve. <laughs>
a natural loss. They can 